Welcome back to another episode of our Eagle Perspective podcast. I'm Mike Siciliano, Dean of Students of the Upper School. I am joined today by my friend, and maybe more importantly, my boss, Mr. Matt Hannon, our upper, upper school principal. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be with you. So I'm a little nervous. You know, normally it's like I get to do whatever I want, but now it's like yeah. my boss is here. Yeah. I have to be impressive today <laughs> or, or else, you know, well, so. You're just naturally impressive, so oh, that's okay. You're super kind. I'm that's supposed true. to be kissing up to you. Well, that's awful. the way this works. Okay. Um, so we're going to talk today about parenting. Yeah. And uh, and I'm, I'm actually really excited to talk with you about this. So just so people know, you have two Santa Fe alum. I do. One who just graduated college. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And another one who just finished freshman year. Yeah. So I've got two daughters, uh, both alum of Santa Fe. One, my oldest graduated from Santa Fe in 2018. She just graduated from George Fox University, so college grad now. Mm -hmm. And one who graduated in 2021 from Santa Fe. She's, uh, she's going to go going into her second year at Baylor. And so, yeah, we're empty nesters. And I can speak that they are both fantastic human beings Thank and you. a lot of fun. So, so as, as people who, who watch us before know, I have two little ones. Yeah. So we're on like the opposite end of yeah. the parenting journey. So I'm excited to get into that yeah. a little bit. First, since somehow this is the first time we've had you on the podcast, <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about how you came to Santa Fe. Um, I was in the public schools for about a decade. Uh, I was at Poway High School for about 10 years and I was a teacher there. Started as an English teacher, then I became the ASB director, and then I was promoted to an assistant principal uh, where I was in the admin team. And then uh, got an, a, a random email from the director of HR at Santa Fe. Uh, the, the school was looking for a, a high school principal at the time, went a year without a principal. Um, and uh, their, their, their process, the HR director went to public school websites and whoever was listed second, that's who got the email. <laughs> and I happened to be listed second, uh, but that was God moving in really cool ways. Um, and my wife and I, our girls were at Maranatha and uh, we were talking about um, uh, how cool it might be to be at a Christian school in a small school because I grew up in a small town mm -hmm. and um, that began the conversation. And literally two weeks after that conversation, I got the email from Santa Fe and walked into it really not expecting to get the job. I was young. I was not an experienced principal at the time, um, but the school took a gamble on me or, or as I like to say, finally reached the end of the list and, and said <laughs> yes. Um, but that was 15 years ago. Yeah. yeah. I just finished my 14th year as the high school principal. So, Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I'd say it's worked out well. well thank and, you. And we're going to get into maybe even what you do differently now than what you did in year yeah. one and how parenting mm -hmm. has changed that. Um, you mentioned you were an ASB director. Yeah. Um, is this a bad time to bring up the time where you lost a kid in Europe? Is that a bad story? To well, that's all part of the that's part of the learning. Learn. Yes. Okay, yeah. all right. I've Good. never lost one since. Okay, all right. Further, so it's a so. story of redemption, and Absolutely. you did find that kid. We just did. To be, yeah. Just to be yes. clear, <laughs> yes, we did. Just in the nick of time. Yeah. So when you started here, yeah. um, you had little ones, mm -hmm. um, and and you've been on a parenting journey since, yeah. right? As yeah. you've kind of alongside your journey as a principal, yeah. you've gone from having little kids to big kids. Yeah. So what have been some key milestones for you on that parenting journey? Sure. I think really um, schools kind of help to, to frame the, the chapters of our kids' lives. There's, 
lower school and then middle school is its own thing and then high school is its own thing. So for me personally, as my girls came into junior high, there's that transition. They're, they're, they're getting older. They're, they have their own ideas. They're, they're wanting to be themselves and, and starting to explore that. But they're just weird at that time as well. And junior hires are strange. Um, I, I have so much respect and admiration for the middle school faculty, staff, administrators. Yeah, that, that's our nice way of saying, thank God we're not Thank in God I'm not there because yeah. I, don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, but then, and then in high school, they begin to shift. And where I see it happen, um, it happened with my own kids as well. That sophomore year is mm -hmm. really just a pivotal year. But you get about halfway through it and you realize as a teacher, as an administrator, and as a parent, if you're paying attention, about midway through the sophomore year, they become young adults and they have like real thoughts on things. And you can engage them in conversations about spirituality, about their faith, about life about literature about things that you may not have done so before because uh, there's just there's there's this transition that happens in them and for most and it, i'm, I'm yeah. speaking in broad terms but um yeah it's it's it, it's amazing to watch kids go through so that junior high transition is, is a strange time but then about halfway through high school as well because you start realizing that the time you have left with them is actually much shorter than what you had before yeah. and and so it can help to clarify what are those things that are really important to me as a dad for us as parents uh, to make sure we're instilling in our kids so let's talk about kind of both ends of that yeah. of that journey what are some some pieces or some some things that you think were really important for you as a parent yeah. on that kind of first half of the journey when sure. the kids are small yeah some things that you would tell a parent you know these are one or two things that absolutely were hugely critical sure. for us. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, that you and your wife are the team <laughs> and you're on the same team. And, and that as, as you are together, uh, that is the most critical piece, that you both are on the same page, you're on the same team, and you're, you're on the team helping to raise these kiddos. And if you are united, that united front is a really, really big deal, especially in the formative years. Um, and those can, be, those can be little trip up things, little speed bump things, mm -hmm. like when, what time do they go to bed? Do yeah. they stay in bed? Do they sleep here? Do they sleep there? Like yeah. those are important things to actually be on the same page because if you're not aligned, the kids will know it. It's, it's they are way it's smarter. Weird. Right. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I'm laughing because we've <laughs> this week had a bedtime discussion, my wife and I, and, yeah. and my seven year old is like, she knows, like yeah. she can tell when the conversation shifts and whose team she's going to be on mm -hmm. real quick if we're not aligned. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. Yeah. So, so that's one. So that's one. And then secondly, I would say, um, just modeling for them, um, really they're they're in such a, a young young age elementary school really you're 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 the boss it is what it is and and there are times when you don't have to explain everything and and that may sound weird and counterintuitive but it's okay for kids to know there are limits to these things and 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 there are there are yeses and nos because that's when you're forming that you're ref, you're forming that sense of of respect and 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 there is authority and there's an order to things um, and that grows that changes you don't stay there um, but in that younger time it's okay for you to say I'm the dad and and the answer is no <laughs> and, and it's okay can you think of a, a, a specific time or instance where that played out for you guys yeah. not to put your two kids, on, two the kids on the spot I don't know that I have a specific p it but it's more um, I, which comes to my third point and I'll, I'll get to it. Okay. It's more of this long-term piece. Like 
that my third point is remember that this whole thing is really a long marathon. Right. It's not an immediate sprint right yeah. now. And so you're going to make lots of mistakes and there's no one right silver bullet magic thing that happens. It's this, it's the long game. What kind of individuals do you want to have around you when they are 15, mm. 18, 21? Like what's the long game? And in the short game, have the structure and pieces in place that help you build towards that. But, but I can't think of a specific, like I had to right. say no, but there was a consistency to it, to where, um, our girls, one of the things that we, I just couldn't abide was just the whining need. <laughs> right. uh, I need, I need, no, like you don't need yeah. anything. Yeah. I mean, I learned that pretty quick working for you. Well, good. And that's, <laughs> see, I'm consistent, right? Cause I want you to be around when you're much older. Thank so, you. See, yeah. I appreciate I, that. There, there's a, there's a game plan to this, but, but the, the, you know, you, in the moment, there's consistency with here. Yeah. here's the boundaries, here's where we're gonna live. And I'm not gonna waver from those pieces because I love you enough to give you boundaries, right? That's the piece and yeah. that's, that's the, the weird, um, it, even in the gospel, God loves us so much that he gives us boundaries. Mm. Like if you look at like even the 10 commandments. Yeah, sure. Those even were in not, the Garden of Eden, even in the Garden of Eden, there was boundaries. Why? Because he loves you enough. He knows what's best for you. Here's if you do this, this is actually going to give you the best possible outcome, not because I'm mean and, and rude to you. Yeah. Like it's not. I'm not trying to squelch your your fun. I'm actually trying to give you boundaries because if you live within this, it's an amazing life. It's yeah. what we were created to do. And so I think if we take that in our parenting as well, that especially when they're young have those boundaries because those boundaries actually continue then further, but there's a lot of play in within it. Yeah, right? sure. They, they get to enjoy right. and play and, but there's still boundaries and expectations. Right. And if I do that in the long run to say, I'm going to be consistent, we're going to be on the same team and we're going to be consistent through it. It just helps provide, uh, um, for their growth. Uh, the opportunity to grow within the the, the parameters and, and ultimately for their best interests. Yeah. Okay. So as they got a long older, answer. no, it's, just, it's okay. Yeah, it's sorry. a great answer. As they, it's a great answer, boss. It was perfect. So thank you. Um, <laughs> as they get older, right? And you mentioned yeah. kind of that transition yeah. to a different phase. Yeah. And, I, and I've been lucky. I've I've heard you talk about this a little bit. Yeah. You know. Um, but what changed for you? Yeah. And and was there a moment or a time where yeah. you sort of realized, hey, this has to change? Sure. Uh, yeah. So I'll I'll be I'll be candid and I will be transparent mm -hmm. with uh, my. Let's be candid. You make fun of me because I use the word you candid a lot. Candid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why that's funny. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, there was a moment. Um, so I'll I'll share a story with my oldest and and. Uh, when she was coming through junior high and high school and she got into the high school, um, she kind of had the, the, the two pieces that were against her. One, uh, she had parents who had never done this before, so we don't know what the heck we're doing. <laughs> Number two, she had the principal as her dad. And my, my role as the principal would often bleed into my role as my mm. dad. And I, I had a hard time taking that hat off and, and seeing her as the individual that she was. And I just kind of would, I'd stay in the mode of principal. Yeah. And so I was very directive with her and very specific. Um, I wouldn't allow her to engage in conversations. It was, I, I just, I blew off her. What I was talking about before, that magic of the yeah. sophomore year, right. I wasn't paying attention to it yeah. with my own kid. It was really interesting. Uh, my wife, who is, uh, 
the best gift that the Lord has ever given to me and and truly mean that. Today is our 26th wedding anniversary. Today? Today. Happy anniversary. Thanks. That's I'll awesome. just leave that in. Yeah. Um, but uh, my wife saw what was happening and she saw the, uh, that our relationship was not in a good place and, and that I was just shutting my oldest down on a pretty regular basis and that that there was friction and tension and, and we were growing apart and she called me on it but it was one of those pride things where i wouldn't hear it like you know yeah. you don't know like i work I, with kids for a living i know what i I'm think doing. i yeah, know that's exactly yeah. it. and that that, <laughs> that pride that ego was was on full display yeah um and then i thankfully uh, was blessed to be able to take her uh to jh ranch and i'll, I'll plug that program right now yeah. the jh outback it's something that you've brought to our high we've school. We've brought to the, the high school, yeah. and and I'm a, a huge believer in it because it really does talk about the transitioning role of the parent. Um, and we went up to the ranch, and uh, I got slapped in the face with, I'm still stuck in the mode of I'm just telling her what to do rather than coaching her on how she should be doing it. And, and it was a fascinating realization. Uh, the first phone call that I could make, there's no cell service up there, but once it happened, I called my wife and said, you were right. Hmm. Like that was because she was spot on. Um, but that week allowed me to see what I had been doing and how I needed to grow in my parenting, that she was not a little kid anymore who needed to be told what to do. She was an emerging young adult who needed to be coached on how to do things. It didn't mean that I just let her go. I mean, there again, there's still bad. There's a yeah. playing field, yeah. right? She got to play within the field, but she had to play the game. She had to be in the game. And every so often, I had to pull her out of the game. Yeah. And that that was right. true. Like and and I still have that authority because she's yeah. she's still my child and and I'm still the dad. Um, and I still have that role, but it changed the role. It wasn't me telling her, it was me alongside her like as a coach and coaching in her ear saying, "Okay, now do this." and put her back in. And that that had that not happened, I I can't imagine where we would be today. And and even now as she's gone through college, that role has changed even again. Sure. Now she's an adult. She and and that's the scary piece that a lot of us really don't think about. When they leave our house at 18 and they go to college, they are gone. Yeah. Like gone. I can't control what they do, where they go, who they hang you out with. You have no idea what's happening. I have no idea. Yeah. And unless I really have kind of some sickness where I'm tracking yeah, them on right. my 360, right. which I don't want to do. Yeah. Like I have to have faith and confidence in the work that we've done in the foundational stuff that when she goes, she's going to make good decisions and she's going to do what she needs to do. And if she doesn't and she trips and falls, there's enough relationship where she can come back to us and say, I need your help yeah. or I made a mistake. So is it fair to say you have to allow some level of failure when they're a teenager in their 100%. high school years, right? Yeah. Which goes against everything in our yeah. instinct as parents. Yeah. But, you know, they have to, it's better that they go through some of that here when you can coach them, yes. you know, right yes. there That's exactly than right. at age 18, yeah. you know, they're off on their own and yeah. they're doing it for the first time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and ultimately decisions, big decisions about, you know, life and temptations and things. That's where the foundational stuff comes in so that hopefully you've built a foundation that, that they are making those decisions because they own it. It's their, they know the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. And, and they're, they're going to, they're going to make decisions because of who they are, because of their relationship with Christ, because not because of rules and regulations, but ultimately again, those parameters that the Lord has set for us, where we actually get to live our freedom within the, it's that yeah. paradoxical yeah. thing, but it's an amazing thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
So can you think of something that maybe freshman, sophomore year you did with Mandy that then junior, senior year you had to force yourself to be like, I can't do this anymore? Yeah. Um, it, it was really more in our communication to where I was just telling her what to do mm. almost on a daily basis. Get this, get that. Have you done this? Have you done that? And realizing, um, th- these are not my classes. These are not my books. These are not my thing. Like, why am I telling <laughs> yeah. you to do this? Um, and so I really had to shift my communication style to where she has to own what she has to own. And I'm, I'm going to stop telling her what to do. And if there's an issue or a problem that I see, I may have to intervene and say, hey, I'm, I'm seeing this. Yeah. Tell me about what's going tell on. Tell me about what's going on. But, yeah. but it's, I, I stopped telling her what to do. Um, and then ultimately uh, was able to coach, but, but not tell her. And so yeah. that shifted. In, yeah. Instead of me telling her what to do, she had to own it. And I would ask questions. And then I got better at just simply listening. I think that's one of the pieces that as I, I had to stop talking at her and mm. just listen to her. Yeah. And, and I will say this is now, you know, six, seven years. I got probably the greatest compliment from my youngest about a week ago where she had shared something with us that, that was, it was a disappointing thing. Mm-hmm. Something happened and she didn't get what she wanted mm-hmm. and she was disappointed. And, and she said, and dad, you just listened. And I really appreciated that. Mm. And I was I like, I was so excited because that's something I've yeah. been working on for a oh, long time. Oh, for sure. Time. I'd look at my wife and be like, see, I can listen. Someone right. thinks see? I can yeah. listen, right? Well, yeah. I did that as soon as we ended the conversation. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Um, but but it, it, my change was stop telling her what to do and, yeah. and, and find ways to give her advice or to help her to navigate. Like, I don't want her to fall off the cliff. But if she trips and falls, that's okay. Like yeah. you said, making mistakes is okay. Yeah. Um, and and so I think it, it, not necessarily a definitive. Here's what it is, but the reality of I got I have to stop telling them much because I can't keep controlling them. Yeah. Again, there is that time. There, there's that point where they need to launch. Right. Our goal is not to have our children with us forever. That should not be our goal. Our goal is to actually launch them into adulthood so that they can continue to do great things. And then we get to enjoy cheering them on as adults. And if we don't allow them the opportunity to expand, grow, make decisions, and then, then we're actually hindering that process. And that's not great. So that, that was the, the big change for me was don't tell yeah. her what to do on a daily basis, because that's what I was doing, Yeah. right? Um, but rather watch, observe, listen, and be there to give advice and to, to help her navigate things that were bigger than what are your grades? What are right. they like? Yeah. You know, we, we reached a point where we, we don't check grades. We, we don't. Yeah. So, <laughs> so a lot of parents are blown away by that concept. Yeah. I will say like, it seems very foreign and well, yeah. what do you mean? I'm not going to check grades every mm-hmm. week or every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you guys that, that worked pretty well as far as allowing them to own their own yeah. academics. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, and you, you would see the progress report or, yeah, you know, you, you get right. it, but I, and it's fascinating because I'm on the inside. Like right. I could check her grades. anytime, anytime, yeah. like more than the progress report. Yeah. Uh, we stopped checking our kids grades, uh, about junior high ish and, and, and especially in high school, um, because ultimately they're their grades. They, this is the beauty of not being controlling and demanding from them. Yeah. It's ultimately getting to hear from them. What are you hoping to do? What What are your goals? Do you, do you want to go to college? Do you want to do that? Like, help me understand where you're at. And then how can I help you to get there? And some of our kids may say, I need you to check on my grades because that's a, an accountability piece. 
okay, yeah. but they've invited you into right. that rather than I'm just uh, yeah. constantly looking. For us, it was really a conversation with them with, these are your goals, this is what you wanna do, they're your grades, it's your work. If I see you not doing your work, I may say something to you, but ultimately I'm not checking your grades because you have to own that. Now, if the progress report comes right. out. If you got six Fs, you know, okay, well, we're gonna maybe we're gonna, need yeah, to have a, yeah. Yeah, for sure, but but yeah. the reality is that's that generally doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's let's start there. And especially here, if a, if a kid has six six Fs four weeks in, yeah, like, it, like you're you've already been told. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, but they have to have that sense of ownership to it, and, and it doesn't help them to move towards that level of independence if I'm simply watching over their shoulder all the time. Yeah. And, and then it becomes, I'm just the nag. And what do we do with nagging voices? Tune we, them out. As fast as we can. Yeah. Like, and and that, that, again, I'll go back to what's the long-term piece. High school is such a small, small blip of time compared to the rest of the life that you get to have with your kids, Lord willing. And so if I become the nag and the voice that they mm. tune out in these four years, what does that actually set up for the rest of our life? Mm. And I don't want to be a nagging voice to them. Mm. I want to be a voice to them that is um, guiding, that is truthful, that is a safe harbor, that allows them to know they are loved and supported and cheered on. That's what I want my voice to be for them. And that's, that's where it becomes really hard because in the immediate, I want to freak out over this B or that assignment, yeah. this, that. That's our controlling piece. But again, if I lift up my eyes and I look at the long-term piece, I want the long-term relationship because they will be in that far longer than anything else that we've done. Yeah. And even as little kids, if we can have our eye on what kind of adults do I want to raise, that just that question. If you and your, mm -hmm. your wife were to actually list out, here are the qualities that I want my kids to have by the time they graduate yeah. from high school, that changes our perspective real fast. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking about, um, do, do my actions match up with that? Right. You know, like, yeah. am I actually building a person sure. yeah. that does yeah. that or am I yeah. controlling? Right. You know? Well, but but you're at an age, your girls sure. are at an age it's a little it's more. okay. Yeah. But, but what's amazing for you, where, the thing that I didn't have at the time was I wasn't quite sure how to do that or where to go. But you're hearing this, you get to see things, you have people around you that you might be able to transition with your kid better easier than somebody else because you've had the benefit of actually seeing those kinds of things right which is which is amazing it's yeah. great you hopefully won't make the same mistakes that i've made and, and i'll probably and I'll just make honest. different ones but but, but you <laughs> might but but that's the beauty of it and here's the other beauty of uh, like i will say from a, a parenting piece like i said this earlier none of us know what we're doing like our first yeah. child is the grand experiment yeah right Yep. There's no manual. There's no degree. Right. You didn't go to college for this. All of a sudden, you have this kid that you're responsible for that by the end of their time with you really should be a productive member of society. Right. Good luck. Yeah. But none of us know how to do this. Yeah. And so in this grand experiment, I think one of the shameful things that we have today with social media and everything else, everything's just this picture perfect. Oh, my right. kid is this. My yeah, kid. Look, how, look how great Amazing. I'm doing it. Amazing. Yeah. Ama the, the honest reality is... If we were honest with each other, we don't know what we're doing. We're going to make a lot of mistakes and it would be better for us to actually share that and be in community. Like I tell stories with families and people and, and with you, mm -hmm. like I tell you about my kids' foibles. I yeah. tell you where I fall short. 
not because like I love just throwing my kids under the bus, but it's because I'm not a, afraid or ashamed of the fact that they're making mistakes. And I actually I'm looking for advice or help or how do I do this? Because I don't I don't have all the answers. Yeah. And if I share that and you share that, well, then we're actually raising better kids in community because we're being honest with each other. Yeah, and I think that's a, a, a lost piece in today's social media world that everything has to be perfect. Yeah. So on that note, <clears throat> you're saying that soft that uh, summer between sophomore junior year mm -hmm. for Mandy was that JH experience. Yeah. And then the junior <clears throat> year was really a big turning point for you guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it could actually have been that like a couple of her teachers made such a big impact Probably. that year. Like, I don't know yeah. who those people would have, would have been, but for sure her math teacher. I, her I think teacher. the history teacher could have been, I mean, I'm just throwing <laughs> it out there. You know, I, the credit maybe should be shared. It, I don't know. Uh, so, I will, you know, I will say absolutely. No, I, and I, and I mean that with all sincerity. Absolutely. The, the amazing thing is as our kids get older, different voices will influence them. And who do you want influencing your kids? And for me, teachers, who were who were who were the individuals that were teaching my kids was a really big deal, um, and that's that's something that is actually dear to my heart with all of our kids. Who we have on staff here is a really big deal. So that's actually a great transition to to a question that might seem like a hard question, okay. but how has your principling mm. changed? Mm -hmm from the start, mm -hmm. right? Day one, you've mm -hmm. got two young little girls, yeah. right? To now you yeah. have two two kids that have come through. You've you've done all the teenage parenting sure. things. Yeah. Yeah. How are you a different principal now? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm less surprised. Like I I, I I think I've matured in my understanding of kids and who they are and really what they're about, what they're trying to be. Um, when I came on, I was very young, like um, and, and I was inexperienced with raising my own teenagers. And now that I've gone through that process, I'm more empathetic. I'm, I'm, I definitely understand uh, more of what they're doing, why they're doing and, and whatnot. I'm, uh, I'm also, I think, um, I'm, I'm less afraid of the mistakes. Mm. I think that's probably, mm. I, I, I acknowledge the, um, the depravity that we all have. And we're all fallen, we're all sinners, and none of our kids are perfect, and they're gonna make mistakes. And so there's a beautiful thing in releasing that, that, that notion that we all have to be perfect, that we, we don't have to be. And or even maybe for you as the principal or us as a staff, if a kid messes up, oh man, we're doing something wrong, the right. kid messed up. Yeah, you no, know? There, there's, there's freedom in acknowledging that we live in a fallen world. And so I'm less, I think I'm less reactionary uh, than what I was originally. And, and, um, and that's been a beautiful thing that I've gotten, I've been able to have the support of amazing teachers, of staff, of bosses that have allowed me to grow and mature as well. Um, and so I think, uh, I think the last 14 years, I've learned a lot about kids, about um, adult interaction and the importance of that. And ultimately um, clarifying that even in high school, there is still a playing field, that we do have expectations. Yeah. And I like to say that um, wherever we set the expectations, they're gonna meet it. Mm -hmm. So we can choose to set it right. here. And yeah. they'll meet it or we can choose to set it here and they'll meet it 
And actually, this is way more fun to do. Yeah. So having high expectations is totally fine, as long as we're willing to help go along the journey and recognize we might fall a little bit short, but we're going to keep cheering you on. Yeah. Um, and so I think uh, there's there's less for me. I think um, as we get older, I think uh, hopefully there's less of me and more of Christ and there's less of my ego and more of him. Um, and if that's the case in my role, in my professional role, if there's less of me and my ego driving this and more of the heart of Christ of how does God see these kids and where, where do ultimately we want to get them to, uh, that makes it, it it's more fun. Uh, than, I think I'm having more fun than yeah. what I had before. Yeah. Um, but it also has given me great insight into I've walked the road of, of high school years and, and I've gotten uh, an amazing inside look at it, right? And, and that's a blessing. It really is a blessing. Yeah. Like, I mean, when, when a parent calls <laughs> with a particular issue, it's probably easier for you to say, oh man, I remember feeling that way. Totally. You know, yeah. whereas before yeah. it might've been, yeah. why are you thinking about yeah. that? What's, yeah. what's wrong with you? Just, <laughs> yeah. you know what? Early on it was, we'll just tell them what to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, just why, tell them. And what, then certainly. Why are you having this conversation? Yeah. Just tell them. And then I realized, well, that was dumb yeah. advice. That was stupid. <laughs> Um, okay. One story that, I, so I get to hear you talk to parents quite mm -hmm. a bit every year, yeah. you know, different events, senior events, et yeah. cetera. And just to give parents out there some hope. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember one year, a couple years ago, you shared about, you were having a conversation. I think it was with Becca mm -hmm. and she said to you, dad, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, I'm actually the principal of the school. Like if anybody knows what they're talking about, it's me. Yeah. Right. So yeah. hope for all of the rest of us for out there sure. that that's a common line. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it gets better. Yeah, it does. Um, okay. So 15 years, mm -hmm. that's a long time for mm -hmm. someone to be at an organization. Yeah. What's made you stay? Hmm. Um, the people. I, I love the people that I get to work with. I really do. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm enamored with the amazing work that our teachers do on a daily yeah, basis. They're pretty and incredible. They are incredible. And it's more than just the content that they're pouring in. They are reflecting Christ and an authentic walk with Jesus uh, to kids. And they continue to pour into kids. And I will say, I'm the recipient of that, not as just the principal, but as a dad. Like my girls have teachers who are still conversing with them, who are still having conversations. When uh, when Becca was gone her first semester, she she met a friend who was this amazing person and, and but turned out to be an atheist. And she didn't call me to say, Dad, well, what do I how do I, mm -hmm. she called her former Bible teacher mm -hmm. and said, how do, how do I witness? And you didn't even know had until no months idea. later, yeah, right? Months later. Yeah. 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 And uh, months later, oh, I was talking to Becca. What? <laughs> but, but my kids have teachers who are still involved in their lives. That's why I was saying earlier, like how important it is to know who's, who's with your kids. Like that's a big deal yeah. because my voice isn't the only voice in their life. It should be a, a big one. If Lord willing, and if, if by God's grace, if it can be, that's a beautiful thing. If my voice can be a big part of who they are as adults, what a, what a gift that, that I've been given. But it, it's not the only one. It can't be. Um, but if I have other adults who are part of that and I trust and know who those adults are, I mean, that's just a, an amazing gift. And, and that's what we've, we've got. So yeah. uh, what keeps me here? Um, I, I love my job. To be honest with you, I, I love being, it's not to say it's not hard because it's really hard. Yeah. And especially the last couple of years have been yeah. really hard. Yeah. Um, and, and like, I, I look way older now than I did three years ago. Nonsense. It's true. But, um, <clears throat> I love my job, 
because I get to be part of kids' journeys and I get to cheer them on. And um, there's a thing that it comes with the, the role of being the principal. People are just generally, you know, you just. Right. You they don't, they, it's not the office you want to spend uh, a lot of time correct. in generally. Yeah. And yeah. which is one of the reasons I'm rarely in my office. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm outside all the yeah. time. I'm on the quad. I'm at events. I'm at different because I love cheering kids on. I love being part of that. And to, to be able to have relationships with kiddos, like really, we, we just finished graduation two weeks ago and that's probably my favorite day of the entire year yeah. because I really get to celebrate 110, 115 kids. And, and when I shake their hand and I give them their diploma, like it's genuine when I say congratulations, cause I know who they are. I know where they've come from. I've watched them grow over four years when they were little, yeah. you know, the ninth graders come in and they're just, they're scared little kids and they become these amazing young adults. And I get to be part of that. Um, and see their journey. And so I, I, I love doing what I get to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to guess that your second favorite day is the dodgeball tournament because <laughs> you were impressive this year. Like the kids afterwards were like, wow, Mr. Hannon, he's got thank some you. dodgeball hey, game. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, yeah. you know, really yeah. good. I, you know, I've got some hidden talents. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the principal thing, yeah. I'm just going to throw out there and, you know, maybe this is my bias now as a newer administrator. Sure. Can we get a movie where the principal is not just a total dolt? Like, yes, is there, is please. there, is it possible please. that someone could make a movie about a school where the principal amazing. is like a quasi likable character? That would be amazing. Right? Because, yeah. because right now it like, I mean, it's always like the teacher's amazing, which is great, which always, which but is then true. the principal's like the villain. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, do we have to be villains all the time? I would like to not. Be. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll I, start a movement. I come from a family of all firefighters. Right. I'm the only non-firefighter. Mm -hmm. All of my brothers, my dad, they're all firefighters. And my brother's vision of what I do is Edward R. Rooney from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, <laughs> which he's the dean of students. Oh, well, that, that, no, but, hey, you don't need to clear that up. I think people think of him as a principal. They, they do, but yeah. that, that is their view of it. And that's yeah. what they think I do. And yeah. it's just like, are you right. kidding? Yeah, we drive to kids' houses and catch them, yes. you know, skipping school. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Let's, yeah. yeah. All right. So, so to kind of wrap up, just given everything that we've talked about so mm -hmm. far, um, which I think there's there's tons of people who are relating to a bunch of it. I know in my head, I'm like keeping a mental list. <laughs> so two or three big takeaways, yeah. just sort of thoughts that anyone watching could leave with that through your lens, both yeah. as a principal who's worked with parents sure. and been around teenagers sure. and as a parent yourself, what are yeah. two or three thoughts that people can, can walk away with? Sure. Um, one, I think as your kids go through high school, it is really important that you are modeling what it means to walk with Christ mm -hmm. because they're watching mm -hmm. and they're learning from you. And they're, they're at an age where their relationship with Christ is becoming their own. And it's okay to have those conversations with them and to say, and to be honest with them and say, I'm struggling with this, or I'm struggling like, this is hard because life isn't just rainbows and unicorn. Like, yeah, it, like, it's it hard. is to my four-year-old, but it, but yeah, but, but it won't not, be. But it won't be. Yeah. Um. And and we have struggles in our own faith, in our own walk. We 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 hit hard things. You know, this past year with death in our community. Yeah. yeah. Like there, that was yeah. a hard season. That I didn't walk through that going, well, everything's yeah. great. Right. Like I I really was kind of asking the Lord, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. I was having real honest conversations with the Lord and I shared that with my kids. And I said, I need you to pray for me. Would you, would you be willing to like there again, it's that transition piece, that relationship piece. So model, model what it means to walk with Christ in a genuine way that it's not just all perfect all the time. Yeah. 
Secondly, um, I would say as you model that piece, um, it's okay to admit when you've done something wrong with your mm -hmm. kids uh, and, and apologize for it. Again, you want the relationship to be one yeah. that's honest and transparent. Um, I've made mistakes with my girls. I've said things that I shouldn't have said. I've caused tears. I've caused heartache. And I've had to go apologize to them and, and say, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry that I've done this. And I'm okay to admit, I didn't do this right, or I'm not sure what to do. Like, it's okay to do that. Um, and again, back to what I said originally, my wife and I are on the same page. Like, there are times when you get stuck with things. Like, it's okay for us to go, kid, I, I need you to go. Yeah. Because we need to figure right. this out. Yeah. And, you know, they, they go into another room. And my wife and I look here and go, like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But there are times when I will do things. I, I've apologized to my kids and because there are times when I'm wrong. And I, it's okay to do that. Again, it's modeling for them behavior that I want them to exhibit. Um, have family dinner as hmm. much as you possibly can. Uh, it, life becomes busy, busy, busy. Um, and I recognize that. And I, and I, even as I say that out loud, I recognize I didn't even do that enough as, or as much as I would have wanted to. Like this job requires a lot. And, um, but on a pretty regular basis, we had dinner together. And if you make that a priority, it actually pays huge yeah. dividends yeah. down the road. Like it's a big deal. There will always be something that can take you away from that. But if you make it a priority that we're going to have dinner, it's the exception that we don't, that actually is a big deal as you navigate through high school. Yeah. And then, um, Gosh, I had another one. Oh, um, if, if as your kid navigates through high school, if you can make it a point to maybe once a month or every other month, have time with them, just you and them, where you don't talk about school. Hmm. Like that's the only rule. And whether and find out what's your kid's favorite thing. Like if it's ice cream, go for ice cream. If it's boba. <laughs> but or if it's breakfast like my favorite thing is breakfast and my girls learned that early on so when we go to breakfast it's a big deal um but we have conversations there that are that are not yeah. having anything to do with grades that aren't having anything to do with college apps that are like i've built in intentional time with them because i want to get to know them they are complex individuals who i have the blessing of being able to be part of their life and helping to shepherd where they're where they're eventually going to go and i got i get to know them and so if i can have conversations with them that are outside of school stuff it actually makes a big deal so if you can kind of intentionally plot out hey on this saturday morning the second saturday of the month that's our time we're going to go get tea together or we're going to go walk the beach together whatever it is whatever it is that speaks to them yeah. do that but it, it really is just the important time of scheduling time to get to know your kid because they're changing a lot. And as you get to know them more, it actually helps you to better understand where they're going. Well, thank you for sharing your insights. And yeah. thank you for honestly, 15 years of incredible leadership. Well, thank you. Here at Santa Fe. I appreciate that. And um, I know I speak for a lot of us. We are so glad that you lead us in the upper school thanks. and we're really grateful for you. Thanks. So thanks for being on today. Thank you for having me. This was a joy. And thanks to those of you at home or wherever you are for watching or listening. If this is your first time, just a reminder, we have other podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or elsewhere podcasts are found. You can always watch our video podcasts on YouTube. We look forward to being back with you again soon. Mm -hmm.